الحمد لله وكفى وسلاما على عباده الذين استفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لعلكم تتقون اياما معدودات سبحان ربك رب العزه اما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم starting on sunday maghrib starting on sunday from maghrib we will be entering the last ashara of the month of ramadan which rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam mentioned is itkum min an-nar or is an emancipation from the hellfire the ultimate power of ramadan is to be most felt in these last 10 days so it is absolutely essential that we prepare for these last 10 days and we also reflect on the sunnah amal of itikaf and decide to what extent we will be able to partake and participate of this azim of this incredible sunnah practice you can imagine that the last 10 days have so much rahma so much maghfira so much baraka so much quwa so much qadr laylatul qadr so much power in it that even if somebody managed in these first 20 days not yet to benefit from this month of ramadan right that in those last 10 days it can be enough for the whole ramadan and ramadan is enough for the whole year and properly spent ramadan is enough for a person's lifetime so the first thing to do is that just like in shaaban we gave a talk on preparing for ramadan in these last 2 3 days before or these last 48 hours we have left we should prepare for the last ashara if there's anything left that you have to do in this world this month try to finish it up tomorrow and sunday and try to free up as much time as possible from sunday maghrib until the end of ramadan until the moon of eid is sighted or you are informed of such a sighting because it's amazing that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself did not let himself engage in days of ibadah 3 days 5 days 7 days the whole year he sacrificed his ability to do ibadah continually in order to do his work of nubuwa to spread the deen however every year without fail he spent the last 10 days of the month of ramadan in itikaf so not only is this a sunnah amal but to reflect on rasulullah sallam staying in itikaf for him to make that decision because there are other things that are sunnah that he may not have done regularly he did this sunnah with as much ihtimam as if it was fard what is it about these last 10 days of this month of ramadan that even the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam put a pause on working outside and spending that time in ihtikaf must be something special something unique if you look at our deen there are many different aspects of our deen that suggests that a person needs to achieve a disconnect from time to time from the dunya in order to be able to connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for example hijra when it was not possible to feel the closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because not being able to establish an Islamic society then eventually the sahaba ikram decided that they must the prophet some decided that he and the sahaba ikram must migrate from makkah mukarramah to madinah munawwarah Otherwise in theory bazaar even despite the boycott despite the difficulty they could in theory have continued to live like that but there was a notion that no we must leave this 
So the notion of making hijra from Makkah Mukarramah to Medina or it's more umumi mana making hijra disconnecting from a society that is un-Islamic and migrating to one that is Islamic or at an individual level making hijra from our own jahiliya to a life of iman making hijra from sin masiyat into itaat into obedience making sin from ghaflat heedlessness into dhikr remembrance making a hijra from jahalat ignorance into ilm which is knowledge this theme of hijra, that we must migrate, we must leave, we must disconnect and connect. Every connection requires a prior and previous disconnection. This is the meaning of Tawbah. Allah SWT said in the Quran al-Kareem, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha That all you who believe do repentance to Allah ilallah. The word illah means to repent from something to something. It's like in what in English we call a paradigm shift. So repent from the sin to Allah subhanahu wa So there's a notion of leaving or disconnecting before there's a notion of connecting and joining. So this notion, this notion of itikaf is basically disconnecting ourselves from our dunya. Right, that no matter, and when is this coming? This is not coming when we're in our most ghaflat. This is coming on 20th of Ramadan when we are at our peak. We just spent 20 days of Ramadan. We're probably doing better off on 19th, 20th Ramadan than we were all year. You would think that I need to disconnect maybe in Zikada and Rabi al-Awwal or in the middle of the year, in Islamic lunar year when I've totally forgotten. No, right in the middle of Ramadan. So it also shows that not just disconnect, but go into depth. Many times we float on the surface of Ibadah, float on the surface of the deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, okay, look, perhaps because you're busy with the dunya, you're busy studying, you're busy working, you're not able to go deep, you have to stay on the surface. But now I want, there should be some time in the year that you spend 10 days going deep. And I've given you 20 days to prepare for that. I've given you 20 days to get already disconnected from the dunya, to work on your submitting your nafs, to turn to me in ibadah, to turn to me in Quran, and dhikr, and taraweeh. Now after that 20 day workshop, you can view the first 20 days as just training for itikaf. Now after the rough cut, now the iman is ready to be deep polished. So it's a general teaching. Whether we may, any one of us may or may not be able to spend all 10 days in itikaf, we have to find some way to partake of the general teaching of itikaf, to take the next 10 days to a higher level, right? to achieve some level of depth, to get some disconnectedness, to get some connection. This is the asal of itikaf. If you can get the asal of itikaf, however much you can, even if you're not able to spend days, still that is something. Many times people think that, okay, if I can't do itikaf, then the next last 10 days have no extra special significance for me. I'll just spend them like the first 20 days. No. I remember when we were in America, there were people who used to do semi, I mean, nafal itikaf in the masjid. They used to move into the masjid. They used to get up in the morning, etc., tahajjud, suhoor, fajr, everything, and they would go to work. It's not the sunnah itikaf cannot be done in this way, but it was a nafal itikaf. They would go to work and they would come right back to the masjid. Now you tell me who can't do that? Show me one guy who's working in corporate Pakistan who cannot do that much. You might not be able to get off. And those guys, they would get like the last three days off, they would take a few days off, they would spend the whole weekend in Nafal Itikaf, so they would come back Friday at 5 p.m. and they would not leave the masjid again till Monday 9 a.m. They were as particular about the rules of Itikaf as a person who was doing Sunday Itikaf was. And that actually, if you make Niyad Nafal Itikaf, you should be so particular. That is possible for everyone. 
Literally, if you're a student, you can move in here and do nothing like that. Move in. And when it's time to go to class, you go to class and you come right back. It's possible. <laughs> it's doable. In my own eyes, people have done it in America, which is a much more mukhalif environment. Despite the fact that this is a very American environment and these four walls of lums, nonetheless, it's still not America. Take it from a born and raised American, it's still not. It's still not America. Right? And Allah Akbar, really I saw, I would see in my own eyes the same asr of itikaf on those boys. In fact, maybe in some ways more because that constant struggle, that constant disconnecting, not just once for 10 days, but every single day they would disconnect from their job. And it really put, and they had a very lasting effect afterwards because they kept going to work. So actually those days that they went to work were very spiritual Days at work, they were in a state of remembrance. They had never experienced work like that before. They said, we've never actually gone to work in such a state of dhikr. We never knew it was possible. They restored dhikr to their workplace. That lasted them afterwards. Where sometimes a person who does the full itikaf goes from an extreme and the second he leaves itikaf, he goes right back. He swings, he does the reverse paradigm shift and goes back to his regular routine. If a person cannot do that, if a person cannot move in the masjid and stay there except for classes or work, then at least a person should spend their weekends in itikaf and their nights, or at least the odd nights in itikaf seeking Laylatul Qadr because Rasulullah said in several hadith, and I'm combining them, that Laylatul Qadr falls in the last 10 nights of the month of Ramadan, and it's more likely that it falls in one of the odd of the last 10 nights of the month of Ramadan. At least a person should seek out little together. And the best way to do that is to also be in a state of itikaf. Not necessary, you can do it at home, but why not? Spend some time in the masjid. Why not get barakat of doing ibadah in the masjid? And all of us, you see, we are not at that level. Me and you, the sahaba, were people who there's awareness in their prayer was the same in their home and in the masjid. For us, most of us, we get a more heightened awareness of our prayer and ibadah in the masjid. Alhamdulillah, something happens to us when we enter this building. So why not take advantage of that, make use of that, and try to spend at least those nights here. So Alhamdulillah, there are people who will be making sunnah itikaf in this masjid, other masajid. There are people who have made near to make nafal itikaf in this masjid, other masajid. We have arranged for Qiyamul Layl programs, all night programs on the last odd nights in this masjid. There will be similar programs, I'm sure, arranged in other masajid. As much as a person can get the benefit of itikaf, they should try to do so. And if anybody thinks they're ready to take the plunge, take all ten days off. Do it once in your life. Who knows, later in your life you will become busy, you will be working, you may have children, there can be so many responsibilities on you. You may not be able to spend ten full days in itikaf. If you find that ability now, don't think I'm, I'm not know if I'm ready for it. You don't have to spend the most super itikab, just the act of reclusing yourself in the masjid. For some of us, just that is going to be a big enough thing that is enough to change us. Right? And inshallah, if you spend that in a masjid where there are different ulama, mashayikh, gatherings, bayans, then you will be continually getting pumped and renewed. Right? You won't have to do it on your own. There will be other people sitting in that itikaf. Even your sleeping in the masjid will be thawab. Even your daydreaming in the masjid will be thawab. Even your sitting in the masjid will be thawab. It all counts as itikaf. So this is an incredible thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put. So incredible that even the Prophet would not 
would not miss it ever Allah Akbar so much so that one year he missed itikaf was unable to do the next year he spent 20 days in itikaf <laughs> the next year he spent 20 days in itikaf Allah Akbar he did kaza so to speak of itikaf that's unheard of of any other sunnah there are people today who mashallah spend all of Ramadan in itikaf in different khankas in this country they say bismillah they spend the whole month in itikaf 20 days nafil and then 10 days in sunnah itikaf actually this is a lesson that we're supposed to carry with us for our whole life that everybody should have some moments or some period of time in their 24 hour day and night that they dedicate exclusively to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the purpose of itikaf is an intensive training and in of itself a 10 day intensive training we can partake as much as we can but to train us on how to disconnect and ideally a person should be able to disconnect every single day every prayer is an itikaf every prayer should be a complete disconnect or we should have moments right in our day in which we spend some time in doing some type of dhikr Another word Allah subhanahu has mentioned in the Quran al-Kareem is tabattal وَذْكُرْ إِسْمَ رَبِّكْ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِينَ So this tabattal means again complete disconnect complete disengagement with everything an exclusive engagement with one thing and this verse وَذْكُرْ it means complete disengagement from the remembrance of everything that is ghairullah and exclusively engaging oneself in dhikrullah in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's an ability we're all supposed to have whether we do it in salah, in tilawah, in istighfar, in durood or even in some type of dhikr so itikaf trains us to do that itikaf trains us to do that and you will find when you're in the masjid you will have a natural desire to do all types of ibadat that you heard about that you never normally did or felt like doing because we were too lazy you'll feel like praying some kaza you'll pray, feel like praying salatul tasbih you feel like trying to read Quran for a long period you might make some spontaneous long dua you will feel like sitting in dhikr you will feel like making istighfar you will feel like making durood and that it will be something new also to feel like doing I mean this is a reality to actually feel like doing ibadah that's something new for most of us most of times we have to force ourselves you put yourself in those 10 days it's like an incubator <laughs> Like they put a newborn baby in an incubator so you can imagine if you spent the proper 20 days of Ramadan and got the rahmat and maghfirat, then you're like a newborn baby. Allah Ta'ala's mercy and His forgiveness have washed away our sins. Now we have to be put in the 10 day incubator and be brought up to full strength. That is taqwa la'allakum So this whole system of Ramadan is designed to create taqwa, itikaf, the sunnah amalat of itikaf, the spirit of itikaf, the concept of seclusion and reclusion is the ultimate final way to reach that taqwa. So if we don't partake of this itikaf at all, then we're not going to be able to be successful in this mission of getting taqwa. Because taqwa also ultimately is a type of disconnect. I can disconnect from my desires and do what Allah Ta'ala wants me to do. I can disconnect from my wishes and do what Allah wants me to do. To have that ability to disconnect and the ability to connect. And Allah Subhanahu has made the rules of itikaf, Allah Akbar, decently strict. 
cannot leave the masjid for any reason whatsoever except to fulfill a bare necessity, an ultimate necessity of life, such as in this case really just to relieve yourself or to make wudu. That's it. There are two reasons you can leave. You cannot even talk to anybody but outside. You must go straight, make wudu and come back. You can't even stop for one second to talk to anybody. You may go out only for necessity and you may only go out as long as necessary to fulfill that necessity. It's a very famous, I mean amongst jurists to quote in Arabic language, That necessity is granted as long as it is necessary. It is necessary. And that itself is a training. For example, the Prophet said in the hadith, من husn Islam is مَرْئِ تَرْكُ مَا That from the husn of the Islam of a person, the beauty of the Islam of a person lies in tark in leaving مَا لَا And that which does not concern him. And we are people who are not purposeful people. Whenever we do something, we're distracted. And to go from here to another building is like an obstacle course of distractors and distractions. In itikaf, you're being trained, right, to have a purpose, a mission. When you leave the mu'takaf, when you leave the masjid, the way you interact with the dunya is so purposeful, it's such limited engagement. That itself is a training. That itself is a training. In reality, actually, my friends, the truth is that this whole life is a single fast. This whole life is a roza. And you will make iftar when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment. Either your iftari will be that Allah Ta'ala is smiling upon you and you are smiling upon Him, or your iftari will be that Allah Ta'ala is upset with you and you have disappointed Him. Similarly, this whole world should be like an itikaf, that we engage in this dunya to the extent that is necessary and as long as we have that necessity. Otherwise, everything should be for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And that's why really those people who are actually not able to do the 10 days, they really feel that. They begin to view their work as ghair asal. You see, because they're asal those days in the mindset they're in itikaf, right? That's their mindset and they're longing to go back. So they totally get a new way of looking at work. It becomes ghair asal for them. And that conception stays with them for a long time afterwards. And that's a very good conception that the dunya is not our asal. The akhirah is our asal. The deen is our asal. Pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is our asal. That is our purpose of life. وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لَيَعْبُدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Himself describes, reveals His purpose of creation and did not create humanity for any other reason. Jinn. Except that they should rise themselves, raise themselves to the level of ubudiyah so that they should constantly view themselves as my servants and slaves. So this identity of ubudiyah, that is what it restored in itikaf. And for 10 days a person, how can you not but feel an abd, like an abd, when you sit in the masjid? You will be, you, we have spent our whole life fleeing from our servanthood. In the state of itikaf, our servanthood will come and regain ours. Will recapture, will envelop us itself. Our ubudiyah will be restored to us. That's the ultimate basic essence of humanity. It's an incredible amal. It's the reason I normally don't spend time with you people and leave, right? So one should try to spend as much, as much time as possible in the month, in this month of Ramadan. One should make arrangements. You have less than 48 hours now. Less than 48 hours before this Azim Amal will start. Again, it will start on the last juz before Maghrib. 
the last Jews of Asr, if Maghrib is at, let's say, 7.12 on Sunday, 7.11, you would have to enter the masjid, right? And those who want to partake some of it, so at least be there for the beginning. Sunday to Vesib, Why not make the niyat that, okay, at least day one, let me get off to a jump start. Don't delay. Don't delay. We are creatures of delaying, creatures of procrastination. Ramadan is the month to break these habits of laziness and procrastination. So it's coming on Sunday, it's a day off, be there one minute before Maghrib and stay there till at least Fajr on Monday, at least. Then Allah Alam who has to go to what type of responsibilities any one of us may have on Monday. The nisbat between Ramadan and Itikaf and the Deen and Taqwa. It's, you can understand this in this way like when you have a race, a marathon, a bicycle race, 400 meter dash, any of these things. At the end you will find in physical achievement, in physical exercise, in physical prowess, there is an end stage in which a person sprints. The last dash, the last sprint. The runner in a 400 meter race spends the last 50 minutes giving it his ultimate all. This is what our attitude should be towards these last 10 days of Ramadan. This is my sprint. Now I've been working it. Now this is where I go all out. This is where I give it my all, even if it's just to collapse at the finish line, which is Eid. And that is why that person who does that sprint at the finish line, then he rejoices crossing the finish line. Just like that, that person who makes this last sprint in the last 10 days of the month of Ramadan will be rejoicing on the day of Eid. Will feel, you truly will feel happy. You won't feel happy because it's a little festivity. You will feel a, a jeeb happiness in your heart and Eid when you spend the month of Ramadan and you end the month of Ramadan and spend the last few days of the month of Ramadan properly. You will understand why Allah SWT has declared this day as Yawm Al-Eid, a day of happiness, a day of rejoicing. A day of feasting, a day of celebration. Allah Akbar. Look at our Lord that He celebrates the achievement of taqwa. This is something to be celebrated. Not our birth. Oh, something to be celebrated is the achievement, the attainment of taqwa. Or at least an increase in taqwa. Allah Akbar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala celebrates these things. And nikahun is full iman. You get nikah, celebrate that with vulima. That is something being worth celebrating. You did takmeel of your iman. You finished the month of Ramadan, you got taqwa, that's worth celebrating. You went on hajj, or you had a nisbat with the hujjaj, and people went, and the ummah, the representatives of your ummah went to Yom al-Arafah, and earned the rahmah and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, celebrate that. That is something worth celebrating. Getting the maghfirah and rahmah of Allah and Arafah, getting the taqwa in Ramadan, getting iman and nikah. These are the things that we celebrate. We celebrate our deen. This is the mizaj of the Sharia. Allahu Akbar Kabira. And that is the mizaj of the Akhirah. The whole Akhirah is an Eid. <laughs> that is the Akhirah in its entirety in Eid. And this dunya is the Ramadan. And again, that person will enjoy the Eid and will truly be rejoicing and will be joyous when they spent the Ramadan of this dunya properly. So we must make a deep intention, a firm niyyah. A dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Ya Allah Ya Rabbi Kareem Surely I have wasted my year 
Perhaps even I've not done proper qadr of this month of Ramadan. It's already the 18th of Ramadan. It's flown by me. It's more than 50% gone and I was just warming up. Ya Allah, see the end, the finish line is coming up. You yourself said in the Quran al-Kareem, Ayyamam ma'dudat. That these are limited days, in days that are limited in number. Spend them carefully for, or they will pass by you. Over half of Ramadan has passed by. We're just warming up. <laughs> We're just warming up. So when you see the finish line in sight, now you make a dash. There's no time now to just jog. No time to think about what I am and my studies and my dunya and my this and I'm not ready, I can't go all out. Give me something that is tier 2 activity. Sir, I can't do this. Can you give me some lighter activity? Can't you organize something that we don't have to go all out? Can't you do something where there's no Arabic involved? Can't you just give some general lecture? Allah Akbar Kabira. This is the time for you to go all out. This 10 days is for every individual Muslim to go all out. I feel like a coach trying to pump up his team for the match. (laughs) That's what it is. (laughs) That's what the 10 days are. (laughs) Allah Akbar. Jeeem Barakah in the last 10 days of Ramadan. Allah Akbar Kabeerah. Obviously, the biggest thing is Laylatul Qadr. This itself is a gift that Allah Subhanahu gave this Ummah. This Ummah alone was given the sharf of Laylatul Qadr. Inna anzalna that verily we have revealed the Quran al-Kareem in Laylatul Qadr. And we have revealed this Laylatul Qadr, descended this barakat of Laylatul Qadr upon you. Khairun min alf shahr it is better than a thousand months which works out to 80 something years in a few months 82 years in a few months something like that Allah Akbar 80 years <laughs> what does that mean? let's say you spend 10 minutes doing istighfar on that night it's as if you spent 10 minutes every single day for 80 years look at it that way we and you are not people who are people of istiqamat if I said, is there any amal that you can do, even just for 10 minutes that you think you can do for 80 years straight and never miss it, you'll say, no, probably not. I'll probably miss it sooner or later. Layl Qadr, Allah Ta'ala gives the gift of istiqamat for free in the month of Ramadan. <laughs> gives the gift of istiqamat in the month of Ramadan. Gives the gift of kasrat. Allah says in the Quran, Allah dhikran kathira, remember Allah abundantly. How, many, how much zikr can we do? In that night, if you were able to catch it and you will definitely surely catch it if you were in a takeoff or you spend the nights your nights in a takeoff you will guaranteed get that night you can become a person of dhikr kathir you can become a person of istikama you can become amongst the muqarrabun the sabiqun the awalun the awliya the muhsineen the muqarrabin the siddiqeen the sadiqeen all terms in the Quran al-Kareem this is the power of Ramadan it's an incredible thing. There's no one who could not reach this in the last 10 days if they put their heart and their soul to it. There's nobody that's beyond the reach of the Qudrat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Quwwat of Ramadan and the power of Ramadan. It's something we just don't realize because it's an untapped potential. It's an untapped power. It's a phenomenal power. It's a phenomenal power. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable all of us 
to spend this last 10 days of the month of Ramadan as devotedly, as sincerely, as passionately, as ultimately as we can and make this a sprint to that finish line of taqwa and if somehow we can manage to cross that line and succeed in this mission of la'alakum tattakun and become people of taqwa we can adorn ourselves with libas of taqwa with the adornment, with the raiment, the garment of taqwa and carry that garment of taqwa with us throughout our life then we will be successful in both in this world and in the akhirah wa akhirah da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen